Hi, and welcome to my other other gig, the show featuring conversations with kids musicians and other kid creators about stuff that has nothing to do with kids music or kids media. I'm joined today by the musician, storyteller, author, um, I'm sure there's another um, hyphenate in there that I'm forgetting, uh, Bill Harley. And so I am just so excited to have him on the show today. And we're going to be talking about sabbaticals, among other things. So let's jump right in. Bill, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing, Stefan? It's good to be here or there or wherever we are. Wherever we are, somewhere in the cloud. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, yeah, I've, I've wanted to talk to you for a long time, and at at some point, your wife and manager, Debbie, had mentioned, oh, well, um, Bill's going to be doing a sabbatical. And I thought, well, that would be a great conversation f- for this show. Um, and maybe it was just because I think at the time we had the conversation, I was really swamped with my own day job, and so perhaps I was just uh, captured by the idea of a sabbatical. Yeah, but, it's a romantic um, notion for sure. <laughs> yeah, very romantic notion. I, I don't, I don't work in academia. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and my sense is sort of academia and the self-imposed sabbatical is pretty much are pretty much the only places you can find sabbaticals these days. But perhaps I'm wrong. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about? Um, how the idea of a sabbatical came about and maybe a little bit about what you had to do to get to the sabbatical. We'll eventually talk about what you did on your sabbatical, but I'm curious sort of how you had to restructure your life just to get to the point where you could take some time off. Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. And I, I may not be, it's, it's actually the, basically it was the first break in heavy performing I've taken, in, you know, pretty, uh, continuous performance schedule I've taken in, I guess, 30 years. And that said, I didn't do a great, I like, did not do a perfect job at stepping away from all that. There was, um, I travel a lot and um, the, uh, you become aware, like in the creative process, there's sometimes you just need to give devoted amounts of time to things. And so this has kind of been in the back of my mind for a long time. And Sometimes when you're traveling a lot, you know, you kind of go through this whiny thing. We <laughs> <laughs> had time. All I do is hotels and all that stuff. And, and so it's, I've been talking about it for years. So finally, I mean, the, the first thing we had to do was say I wasn't going to do any shows. Um, and we actually talked about it for, I don't know, we've been, we've thought about it for about a year and a half out because generally I kind of book. I mean, I don't yeah. book solid a year out, but I book I book things about a year out. Yeah, so, you're, you're going to, like, performing arts venues, and they sort yeah, of do to, their calendars. Schools or whatever, or conferences. And and so even when we finally set it up, there was some stuff that was booked, like, two years before that was like, okay, I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to have to do this. But the idea we, we set, you know, four or five months off in which I wasn't going to, I really wasn't going to go anywhere and, unless it was, not for not for performance, you know, but there were some things I did. Um, uh, so that was the first thing we had to do was kind of stop the, uh, you know, turn off the faucet and, uh, you know, tell people, yeah, I am coming back because <laughs> it's not like I'm going to go on six months of not working and then find out that I don't have to work anymore. Although there was that laugh. It's like, I'm actually not 
on sabbatical. I'm actually retiring, but that's, that's, <laughs> I don't have that. That's not my retirement plan. My retirement plan is to keep uh, is, to, is to keep working. Um, so we had to do that, you know. And then uh, the question of like, well, what are you going to do then? Is is um, in some ways the more complicated question, I think. Um, did, did did you have that mapped out? No, not very well. I honestly, um, one of the things when you're a freelance artist, you don't really know what's going to come to fruition and what's not. Um, and you, you like, you don't know what's going to pan out. And so I'm, I'm pretty ADD to begin with. Uh, and I, um, I have a tendency to kind of like, if I feel like there's not enough going on, I stir the pot and I find, I get all these things going again. And then I think, Oh my God, what have I done? Um, and to some extent, that's kind of what happened. Um, I was talking to a friend shortly before who was just coming off a sabbatical, a friend of mine, Valerie Tutson, who's a storyteller. And she actually really did. Like she took four or five months off and she didn't do anything. I mean, she didn't book anything. She didn't plan any projects. Uh, she went to visit a friend of hers in South Africa and stuff like that. And she kind of looked me in the eye and said, I said, well, that's not happening on mine because I already signed up for a bunch of stuff that, that doesn't involve performing, but there's a lot of writing and projects that I'm, that I'm working on. She said, you got to go away for a little bit and put nothing on your agenda. Um, and so the last three or four weeks, of the, that was I actually managed to do that. But it's really a challenge, you know, uh, and I think it's something, you know, there's, there, there's a notice, notion traditionally of uh, – Sabbath, whatever religion you come from, right, which is right. like, you know, it is like it's a day of rest when you don't do anything. And I think that that's a really, I'm not really good at doing it, but when I do do it, whether it's, I mean, however you define it, a day a week or whatever, it's just that space where you don't let all that noise of the world come in. That's actually a really important thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, I've got a, you know, a little sort of task manager thing that, you know, I, I, at least I don't uh, have push notifications on my phone, so I'm not that obsessed with it. But, yeah. you know, every time, you know, I open it up and it's like, oh, I've got 17 things to do or I've got yeah. eight things I need to do tomorrow. And, you know, one of the things I, I try to do if I'm going on like an extended vacation is mm-hmm. to um, sort of clear that out. <laughs> Even yeah. if it means just sort of rescheduling everything for a week and a half out, but sort of yeah. like uh, the freedom of literally sort of not having anything to do. I mean, yeah, you're probably doing that because you're on vacation and maybe you're, you end up being recharged just because you went somewhere on vacation. But I, I think some small amount of it has to do with the fact that you didn't have this constant, oh, you got to do X, you got to do Y. Have you remembered yeah. to take out the trash? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You really need that. And I mean, creatively, the, one of the things about, like, I think the creative process is you need this kind of fallow, dead space in which it seems like nothing is happening. You, you just, you need that, even if it's, you know, for, I mean, when I'm working on a story or something like that, I know uh, getting outside and taking a walk is, is, and not thinking about it in this kind of linear way is one of the best ways for me to begin to work through something um, that you've just got to kind of create the space around you. And it's, it's always, it takes, it's a bigger space than you think 
that your kind of type A person or type A aspect of you thinks should be. And I think that the notion of a sabbatical or uh, some time off is part of that too. You just, you need to create that space, but it's, you know, today uh, with the, the, with the, the digital media and the internet and email, that stuff is, it's harder than I think ever before. Oh, it's miserable. I mean, you know, you, like even if you're taking time off, it's, you know, I, I, I don't think I've ever had ADD or ADHD, yeah. but I, maybe it was just sort of, I've had a low form of it and it's just, it's much easier for somebody to get distracted now. Oh, it is. It is. And we're, you know, I, it's, I, I think a lot about it related to kids, um, because, uh, you know, we talk about it with the kids, but the parents are, the, the parents are probably worse. I mean, cause they've got all the, they've got all the devices and I, I really do. I mean, I actually, I really do have, if I had no devices, it's like, this book that driven dist- distraction that the Hallowell, the kind of the Bible on ADD says, yeah, you know, if you go to, here's how to find somebody, you know, if they're ADD is like, do put them on a farm and come back in six months. And if the chicken or chickens are nervous, then they have ADD. That's like, that's how, you know, and that's, so some of us managed to create that without any devices, but when you put the devices on top of it, it, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a storm for sure. So you didn't, <clears throat> you didn't really, um, your sabbatical was not necessarily an electronic sabbatical. It was just a, it was more of a performance sabbatical. Were, were there yeah. other things you were taking a break from? It was, no, it was really, it was mostly, it was mostly the travel and performance. Um, that I just felt like I was just kind of spinning my wheels doing that. And, you know, the travel thing, um, just is is really exhausting after a while the hotels and airplanes and all that kind of stuff i just i know if you're not, but, but it just it was uh i've been doing it for a long time and i wanted some kind of more of a routine um at you know in home and that that happened but in the process you know um in the process of doing this i i while we were working on that i ended up signing a book contract for six books, like a new book every six months. And that was, you know, you're kind of, we, like I said, you don't know what, which one of these things is going to pan out. So I did that. And then, uh, four or five months before the sabbatical's going to start, we got, I got a commission that we'd been working on for a year or so to write a libretto for an opera. So I started, <laughs> I started the sabbatical with a very large, you know, with, with a, with a pretty big to-do list of things that I had signed up to do. The good news was I was home and I could do them. You know that that's I did that. Um, right. You we had talked once at a at a Kindy Fest panel about um, sort of work processes, and, and my recollection was that you had said uh, on that panel that I mean you 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 got up and you you wrote every day, and and I I don't remember if that was writing songs or putting words on paper and you know you obviously work in both mediums but so did you essentially just continue to do that during your entire yeah. sabbatical yeah yeah that was that was it and you know one of the things except for that last except for the last you know month when i finally did i did stop and i didn't i tried to like wake up every morning not knowing what i was going to do uh and not <laughs> Um, and and how did that make you feel? Well, you know what it it was 
I, I got it, it. It worked out okay. You know, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I started to twitch. You know, um, twitching was part of it. But I got to that space a number of times where that was. You know, that's the world's a pretty interesting place. You don't necessarily have to order it yourself. <laughs> um, so that that worked okay, but it's not because of habit. That thing is that is a very hard thing to do. I think. So, <laughs> um, did you find yourself thinking about obsessing? Is not the right word, but like. Um, you have you have a book series, you know, the Charlie Bumpers yeah. book series. And so um, did you spend a lot of time uh, sort of mapping those books out? I, and I'm, is the I, if you can't tell me that that's fine, but is, is the six book deal uh, more Charlie Bumpers or something else? Oh, it's all that's yeah, that's uh, it's six books about Charlie. OK, so uh, so you so. probably had a lot of time to sort of think about okay well i've got a lot i've got a lot more that i i need to write and and write about yeah and i but i mean mostly i was i was in the middle of doing one of them you know um and you look ahead it's and that's that whole the whole process of writing a series is kind of extended stories about this one character and the environment they live in i mean i think that's one of the things for me like when i travel and i have to write it's, you you get pretty schizoid about it, and and some of this, some of the the longer things that you're working on, you actually kind of need to live in the space. You you need to live in the geography of the place that you're writing or you're thinking about. Um, um, oh, and then, and that's true with music too. I think if you're working on a, um, if you're working a particular form of music, um, the you have to kind of have the world go away, and you have to live in that space for a while. So. I really got that opportunity to do that, and I came out of the period, out of that period, kind of knowing a lot more about Charlie's world than I would have. Um, but I think the other thing related to it is, on a like, kind of more meta level, is um, taking a step back from performing made me really look at it's like, well, what is it that's important to me in my work? And you know, I'm I'm turning sixty. I kind of got. I figure like, I got one more kind of expression of my artistic life. You know, I, I, that's what I'm figuring. I got, I don't know how long you get, but I, I figure I got 10 more years of really kind of trying to produce stuff. That's, that's got something to say. Uh, and so that, you know, I think that those questions were on my mind too, along with these deadlines that I, I set up for myself. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of the sort of fallow cycle, you know, and to some extent, that's sort of like a, uh, um, you know, far, a farming and agricultural analogy. And yeah. I, I've got yeah, some yeah. where like you leave something like, like the sabbatical. I have some vague sense that in the university world, they like to have a sabbatical every seven years. And, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, ag- the agricultural fallowness is is a little more in depth than that and you know certainly it's hard for people who are working to sort of to do leave something fallow once every three years but there is something to be said it seems like for that period of just not sort of having the constant stress of working whatever that work is um to sort of recharge the batteries but especially you know even if you are in a uh what would not be a um 
a media or a culture-based position. And, you know, so, I mean, you obviously work. I, I don't want to say a, a creative position such as yours because I like to think that I work in a creative position. Now, it has nothing to do with sort of a books or music or anything like that, but um, I would especially think, though, that if you are in the business of trying to produce culture, for lack of a better word, for um, an audience, that that break is helpful. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's actually, it's really important. And the, the, one of the things about that kind of break is it's not always enjoyable. I mean, you know, when you create space, when you create that space, a lot of stuff can come in and not all of it's like goodness and light. I mean, it's, it's like, oh my God, I've never done anything worthwhile or I have nothing left to say. And that's, you know, there's a, there's a certain kind of dark night of the soul. I think when you create a space to see what happens, that's, that's part of it too. It's not just, yeah, I'm just going to go down to the coffee shop and have an extra latte today. And talk with my friends who are painters and, you know, I mean, there is, that stuff does happen, but the other stuff of it too is, it's like, I'm not doing what I know I am. What am I then? And, and I'm actually nothing. And, and, but that's, it's, that's not enjoyable, but that's actually kind of part of the process too, I think. So it's, um, you don't necessarily welcome that in, but it's, it's there. It's, it's a, it's, it's a deal. And I think it's absolutely, I agree with you about the creative life. I think everybody needs to be able to take a step back and see, and you don't know what's going to come out when you do that. I mean, for instance, one of the things, I mean, you know what? I really miss performing. Uh, and it's part of it because it's, I mean, standing on stage is one of the things that I know. It's the, it's the thing, it's, it's a comfort zone to me. And it's, um, and I've written about this in my blog, which I haven't, <laughs> I thought I was going to write my blog during the sabbatical, but I didn't. Um, uh, that there's this kind of catharsis that goes on in performance uh, that doesn't necessarily happen uh, in a lot of other places in your life. So I was like, man, it's really great to go do shows again. So for, if only for that, you know, that was worth it because I was kind of burned out from doing all that. So I came back and said, you know what, Bill, this is really part of who you are. And that was nice to find out. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine that, um, uh, yeah, if you could just sort of have a performance, you know, like, once a month or whatever your cycle would want to be, and you didn't have to travel, you didn't have to do that. Oh, I got to get to yeah. Hartford at six in the morning. Yeah, and I got I got to fly out to uh, to Nebraska, and then I'm going to do a performance, and I'm going to stay in a Clarion Inn, and then I'm going to fly back the next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're giving me the hives. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it it is. I mean, I just remember reading something. I think Huey Lewis was on tour last year. He said, "Yeah, like fifty shows, fifty, sixty shows a year. That's enough for me." And I was like, "I am all over that." <laughs> you know, I mean, you have to have them enough. But you know, I, I in order to make a living, I'm Huey is getting paid a little more than I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, you also have to have enough though to keep your chops up. You you can't just show up once a month because it's a it's a. You know, performing is a is a is a craft, and it's a skill, and it and it requires you to to stay present somehow. Um, whether it's just your fingers being, you know, flexible on the guitar, or you're remembering the words, or whatever. So you got to do a certain number of them. But there is a, there is an optimal number, I think. I just haven't quite figured it out. <laughs> um, have you found that your sabbatical um, has let you talk with? 
fewer people? Do you interact with, have you interacted with people less? Or are you interacting with the same number of people roughly? You just don't necessarily have all those sort of trivial interactions like with the desk clerk at the Clarion Inn. I would, well, yeah, I, inter I interacted with people left. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that's, that's interesting and this can fleet and fit into that dark space is like, if you don't keep yourself in the public eye on some level, then the public will find something to do without you. <laughs> you know, the they, public I, has ADD. It's whether it's me or Springsteen, you know, that's kind of the <laughs> truth is like, they're, they're not going to, after a while, they'll just stop knocking on your door. Like, I don't know what, what happened to him. And so, um, you know, I would like the, there's a couple kind of circuits of performers that, um, that I'm in and I see people and I, you know, I didn't see them for six months. Uh, and you know, every once in a while I get an email say, what, where are you? What are you doing? What, what's up? What are you doing? And, but you know, I, I knew that was part of it too. I, I tend to, I saw, uh, you know, some of my friends here at home, I, I'm pretty active uh, in the Providence area, in the community, in a, in a number of different uh, way, in different, you know, things. And so there was a little more of that going on, too. You know, nature abhors a, a vacuum. It's real. <laughs> it's hard to keep it a vacuum. So did you did you find uh, scratch that? Let me ask a different question. So what were like a couple things that you did? during your sabbatical that you might not have done had you not been on sabbatical? Well, this is, okay, this gets back into the ADD setting things up, but I haven't taken a class um, in, in like an extended period of class for years. I've taken lessons on and off, you know, mm -hmm. in some things or, you know, day-long workshops, but I have not taken a course in anything. And I really have not been able to because I'm all over. I'm, it's, I'm never in any place. And so the two things that I ended up doing was there's a there's just a great library in, in Providence called the Athenaeum. It's a membership library. It's not that expensive, but they actually had a full year class. I mean, it was once a month and on War and Peace. And I was there for every meeting, which was uh -huh. amazing. So I read War and Peace. But the other thing is I actually took a class, an online class um, at Berkeley. Uh, in jazz composition, oh. um, and uh, Debbie Cavalier, who I know you know, right. uh, she's the she's the dean of online education. She's Elizabeth. She said you should take a class with us. And so finally, I looked at my schedule and I thought, oh my gosh, I can almost I can almost get through this whole class. I knew I was going to have some troubles with some places. So I signed up, and I had studied some jazz and theory you know when i was in college and when i was out of, just out of college and stuff so it was it was an online class and i had an assignment every week and i had to keep my head above water and i managed to do pretty well like i actually you know it was uh, it was okay towards the end the sabbatical was ending i had things to do so i think i got i think i got a certificate of <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I, he was like, I don't know. If, I don't think I got my last assignment in because I just wrote him. I said, Joe, this is a great teacher, Joe Mulholland. I said, Joe, the last one's not coming in. I got to. I actually have to go work. <laughs> he, he laughed because he was a working musician too. He's like, I can't believe you got this much done. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, it's not like somebody's going to say, oh, I, I, you know, whether you got the certificate or not. Oh, I know. No, they, they said. 
the 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 register I like when you know it's all oh, this is all online, but he said like, are you taking this course for credit? And I was like, <laughs> 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 what good is that going to do? You know? Oh, I can finally get that degree, or I can finally get that. Yeah, a little gig. too, little too late for that. Um, but so, it was uh, it was it was I mean it was, that was great to do, and I'm sure it's down the road. I think it's, it's going to come in. It should change the way I look a little bit at at, uh, at writing, um, reinforce some stuff I knew. Um, and you know, I think this kind of leads into some of the stuff with being a children's musician or a pop musician. I think that most artists have kind of questions of legitimacy about whether I mean most musicians about whether they're legitimate musicians or not. And so it was interesting to take that class because. You know, yeah, I knew that. I can do that. So it's good. So uh, you are wrapping up your um, your sabbatical, or are you yeah, officially part, done? Oh, yeah, it about four weeks ago. Yeah, I, I started. Uh, I started to run around a little bit more. Um, <laughs> so, so was, was, it, was it mostly hard, or were you glad, or were you like, okay, that was nice, but I'm I'm ready to. There was part of me ready to do performance, and certainly economically. Yeah. It wasn't like, I, I mean, of course, that's the other limit, you know. Um, <laughs> it was like when I stopped working, I mean, we had some money coming in from books and, you know, some, you know, some kind of mailbox money, we call it. But, you know, when I stopped performing, we don't make any money. All right. So there was five months of when it was. We we saved up, anticipating that, but so that was good. It's always it's always nice to have some money in your pocket, you know, and pay the bills. Um, and I I mean, could I have done it for another three months? Yeah, I definitely could have. I definitely could have. Wouldn't have. I would have, I, in a minute. Uh, but it was also really nice to to start doing some shows again. And did you have you noticed anything different, or has it just been sort of like, oh yeah, it's nice to be back in the groove again? Or have you noticed y- you approaching anything, be it the the, the writing or the performing? Um, and, and, the performing is I, I right now. I, the performing is more enjoyable. Uh, I think you know it feels like that to me. I'm kind of anticipating, looking forward to it. I have a. I have a bunch of new material I'm I'm working on, and um, that's feeling like it's coming together. And it's and it, that's been a while. Um, Yay! I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's been a while. So I, I that's uh, that's 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 a good feeling. So yeah, I kind of feel like I kind of recharge my batteries a little bit. So if somebody out there is listening and thinking about taking a sabbatical what advice would you give them in terms of okay well this is what i learned from doing my sabbatical this is this is what i did not sort of like taking a class although maybe taking a class is is part of it but this is what i would do to maximize the value of a sabbatical well i think like like my friend val advised me i think that you really do need to spend some time trying to do nothing I think that that's a really good thing, and probably I would front load that. You know, I would <laughs> do it. I would I would do it at the beginning, and and know that it's not that that's not necessarily an easy thing uh, to do. Um, and I would. The other thing is, I think when people take sabbaticals, they make I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I would choose like two or three of them, <laughs> not seven. 
because then you're going to be upset with yourself. You're going to be upset that you chose seven, and you're going to be upset because you didn't get the seven done. That, that's, 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 that's pretty clear. Um, and it does take a while. To, I mean, if you're doing it independently, it does take a while to set up. It's, it's, you kind of got to think about it. You know, it's a really funny thing when people don't – when I first started doing this, I mean, I didn't have a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that period, I created so much stuff during that period. I was, I was, I was really freaking out about whether I was going to be able to do it for a living. But I look back on that period. It was an incredibly creative period for me because I didn't have anything else to do. So that, that stuff is going to happen. You know, if you can allow, if you can give the space, not, not organize every minute of your day, but leave some time to see what comes in. And some other stuff is going to come out of it, I think, that's, 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 that's great. Awesome. So, so why don't you tell, I, I, we spent more than almost half an hour here, uh, mostly avoiding sort of the uh, what Bill Harley does sort of when he's not on sabbatical. But um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the, the projects that you've got coming up that, that we might be able to see uh, from you here in the next six months or so? Well, I've got, and this is, I mean, you know, it's, it's embarrassing we're talking about children's music. It's like there is, there is a, there's a album on the distant horizon, but I, <laughs> It's like this this album I thought was going to take me three weeks to do, and it's been it's taken me three and a half years. But the, this folk song album, I don't know when that'll get done. Um, this this book series, this six book series, is is it's kind of overarching. And I thought it's I just actually did the audio book. I was just down at Atlanta this week to do the audio book of the third book, um, which is which is not out yet, correct? No, it comes out it comes out in the fall. Uh, Charlie Bumpers versus the Squeaking Skull. Basically. <laughs> Um, at Halloween. Uh, so that's, that's for the next year. And I've been working on this, uh, this opera. There's a really cool community opera company in, uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I, I've had this story for a while. I started working on it as a musical that takes place in the federal migrant labor camp in California, uh, the Arvin camp known as weed patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the camp that, uh, one of the camps that Steinbeck studied, uh, that the Jodes were in. Oh. It's the, actually it was the camp that they first. Uh, it's the camp that they first show up at when they're. That's. Uh, but it's an incredible story about a school that was started there by the superintendent of the county. The kids were discriminated against, and um, I, I read a book about that and thought it'd just be a great setting. So it's about this girl whose family comes there from from Oklahoma, and she's she's got a, a stunning world-class voice and there's a music teacher that recognizes that she's um she's got a world-class voice and wants her to go to conservatory and her her dad her mom has died her dad wants nothing to do with the outside world uh and so it's this tension my friend my friend oscar eustace at the public i I was telling about the story he said it's billy elliott it's the he said it's the it's it's the uh, grapes of wrath meets Billy Elliot. So, so I said, oh, there's okay. your tagline. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm working on that. I'm just actually writing the libretto. Um, oh, okay. I didn't want to. I decided I didn't want to do the the arrangements and all that. So a friend of mine, Paul Phillips, his work as a composer, com, uh, composer. Um, and actually, one of the things I'm working on that's the most fun, and we're eventually going to get it together is. Keith Munzo and I have been doing a series of um, 
radio skits, which um, we've been talking to Mindy at uh, SiriusXM that we think she's going to play. And it's it's called Keith and Bill's Dollar Store, and it's us running its dollar store. And we never sell a thing in it. And it, we're constantly at each other's throat. And one thing after another happens. And it's just been kind of like... It's like, you know, old-time radio stuff. We've been doing all the Foley sounds, and I don't know if they're good, but we are, I'm actually, I'm doing one with him tomorrow morning, going over there for a couple hours, <laughs> um, just in hysterics doing it. So that we're, we told, we told uh, Mindy we wouldn't come to her until we had 12 of them. <laughs> and so I think we're at about seven. This was six months ago we were going to have 12, but we're getting pretty close now. I think we're at seven or eight, so... That's some stuff. That's oh well. I guess the other thing, I, the other thing which has taken a lot of time is, I've got a new adult storytelling piece that I've been working on probably for two years. That I just I debuted. That that was one of the things I had to do this spring. Um, called home stories about where we live, and it's about the sense of place and what our relationship is with with the planet, and it's kind of combining a lot of different stories that I've had and I've written a bunch of new ones and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know what the venue is for it now. I'm probably going to do next year. I'm probably going to do a trying to find a small theater around here to do a couple week run. And I'm talking to some other places uh, that I'm going to try to get maybe some fringe things that I'm going to try to do. So it's kind of been a pet project of mine for years. Uh, and some of my friends have been encouraging me to do it. So it's written now. Now I just kind of have to get it up find some places to do it great well it 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 sounds like uh you will have no problem sort of becoming busy once more no no i'm already busy i'm I'm too busy (laughs) (laughs) no no that that's the next question i have to solve is how to say no (laughs) all this stuff is great and it's too much i gotta figure that one out so um uh bill if people want to i would expect most people listening know about you, and if they don't, they really should. So, but if by random chance somebody stumbles upon this podcast, this episode, and does not know of you and your work, uh, where are the best places online to find out, out about you? Well, obviously, they can go to my webpage, which is BillHarley.com. It's kind of horrifying if you Google Bill Harley. It's like it, it's all up there. <laughs> um, there's, there's way too much information. I mean, my stuff is on, you know, it's on iTunes and Amazon and all that other kind of stuff. And I've got some, I've got some uh, videos. In terms of kind of philosophical stuff, I actually have a, in terms of stuff about story, I've got a, I've got a piece, a TEDx talk I did, which kind of talks a little bit about my kind of philosophical underpinnings. I don't want to sound too, <laughs> too sophisticated about it, but I actually do try to think about this stuff. But uh, if you wander around my website, there's 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 a there's a lot in there. I think. Cool. Okay. Well, Bill, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I always enjoy talking with you. Um, Same with you, Steph. And it's great. Yeah, I, I I always enjoy talking to you. I look forward to seeing you sometime down the road. Awesome. So, and listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, if you have any questions about this show or or anything related to kids' music, please feel free to send me an email at zooglobal at earthlink.net. If you listen to this podcast via iTunes, please uh, rate and review. Uh, It always does help increase the visibility of this podcast for others. And thank you most of all for listening. And thank you, Bill.